Here we are for another episode of Competitive Edge. Of course, we are going to be using esportsbet.io to look at odds and preview many of the matches that are coming up in this next week. There's some really fun odds this week. Uh, as we go through this, obviously, you guys can sign up below using our referral link, get a 50% deposit bonus up to $200, as well as playing along for free with DJT, their cryptocurrency. You can win up to $300,000 by unlocking more and more tiers through the end of the year over on Esports Bet. So it's a good time. Just have some fun. Play along with DJT if you like. So first off, uh, let's revisit our last week's performance. Again, this is going to be across uh, both Counter-Strike and LOL. Uh, we were about break-even. Unfortunately, as you can see, the biggest loss, 2,500 on the FlyQuest, uh, somehow lost to the new TSM. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Uh, but big win, obviously, C9 beating the new iteration of TSM on day one. Also, guys, if you watched along with the watch party that I did with Foxdrop this last week, we made a bunch of prop bets that were all successful on the Fnatic match. And we also predicted the SK upset over G2 with 5.5 odds. So it offset some of the losses we got from Fnatic losing, unfortunately, and then also TSM beating FlyQuest. So FlyQuest losing. Um, that was that was a bit of a bummer, but we came out basically even in the end. Uh, and if you had watched the CSGO version of Competitive Edge, Thorin, in spite of Team Liquid just barely, barely losing. He Almost got them all, did not. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, I realized, I realized, Thorin, the mistake that we made uh, in all of this was that we, I don't actually follow up on your predictions for the rest of the bracket. What I should have done is actually just gone ahead and placed those wagers as the tournament progressed so that you could have seen like the full That's effect. True. Yes, I would have won. Yes. Yeah, yeah you would have yeah. won a stupid amount because sure. the only match you got won. You had, you, you, there were five matches, right? And you only got one wrong. And FaZe was actually an underdog, right? In terms of the odds when it came yes. to the finals. So uh, unfortunately, guys, it, you could have done that and done very well. That's true. Uh, we'll, do, we'll level up next time. We'll, get we'll level right up next time. time. Yeah, we, we kind of messed that way, one up. As a completely random aside, because the way I knew it, basically, that our TSM bets were fucked, is I saw on social media, like, one of those classic pictures where it's all the team and they're all having Korean barbecue, which means you, like, <laughs> won a game in LCS. You know what? As a joke, I actually think that's a metaphor, Monty, for why American League of Legends will never be truly elite. Because, you know, when they first began the LCS, they had the tradition from sports of, like, if you win and you go 2-0, let's all go out for dinner. And within about one year, I'm not joking, every LCS... CS team win or lose just goes out for Korean barbecue. It's like, oh, yeah. what is the incentive? Like, it's not reward <laughs> anymore, is it? Like, oh, since we all lost the game and got wrecked, guys, pizza on me. Like, that wouldn't be any incentive at all for kids, would it? Like, in a fucking, in a fucked up way, that in a nutshell's NA, isn't it? It's like, well, we, well, we lost and we're not any good. Can we have the Korean barbecue anyway? Yeah, fuck it. Why the, not? Like, the best thing is, like, if you know the NA teams and their managers, like, the players will demand it now. They'll be like, it's, oh, time, no doubt. it's yeah. time for another $10,000 steak dinner, guys. <laughs> and the, the, the you know the player the teams are like well guess I'm footing another massive bill Hello. at one of the nicest steakhouses in the world because we went 2-0 in LCS. <laughs> it's ridiculous. In <laughs> and then people wonder why these players live in a fantasy realm where they're like that little kid from the Secret Garden or something like just all deluded and entitled. Like, we did that to them. We did it to them. <laughs> Oil little shitters. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, you can be a spoiled little shitter if you win enough money on esports bet. Take yourself out to a thousand dollar steak dinner. Um, 
And uh, we'll hopefully, you know, we we were about break even, like I said, on the lull side last week. Hopefully we'll do a little bit better this week. Some weeks we've been way up. Some weeks been a little down. We haven't been way down any week yet. So it's mostly been a little bit down or a lot up. Um, so we have some odds for you that are on your screens right now um, below me that show off uh, some of the results that we've seen so far. Uh, in terms of what what the odds are going to be and what we think is going to be kind of the the prime matchups this week. Uh, obviously, we're starting with Misfits versus Excel, and Misfits has been quietly kind of good in the late game, and it seems like they've gotten their stuff together. They're looking more cohesive. Excel is coming off of what was obviously a tough week for them. But just from if you watch Summoning Insight talking to Kaiser, he still really believes in them. I think they're extremely well suited to the current meta. Whereas Misfits, they've had some big wins, but they've been kind of come from behind victories and requiring teams to make a significant number of mistakes. And even though XL wasn't the sharpest this last week, there were so many upsets this last week. It was a really bizarre week overall. And I think we're going to probably return to a sense of normalcy. You know, some teams probably took more of a break than other teams during the off week. We are seeing the meta kind of move more towards a bot lane hyper carry meta overall. And I think some teams were a little bit delayed on how they um, and how they saw that. We also saw the introduce introduction of Poppy from especially LCK over in the LEC. Now, that's a really big power pick for professional teams. And I think we're also going to see more teams adopting. So there were some early there were some early movement from worse teams um, that I think saw them a lot of success. And I think the rest of the league will probably catch up. So this is all to say that if you look at the Misfits XL odds, they're basically considered a 50-50. But given XL's performance this season outside of this last week, it it does beggar belief a little bit that they would be only a slight favorite against Misfits. I think this is basically a trap if you're the Misfits guys, because think about the context. The narratives make it seem like Misfits is equal or favourite. They won the last five games, Monty. Excel's lost three of their last four. It seems like, right, they're in two different directions. But the difference is, if you look with the eye test at the games these teams have played, Excel really does look like one of the best teams in the LEC. And when they win, they're a phenomenally good team. And they look like they suit the meta. They know what they're doing in the meta. Whereas here's the difference. Some of those Misfits wins... I'll give them props for catching the throw and closing the game. But some of those games, they did catch throws, mate. Like they, it's not like they created the scenario that won you the game in that sense. Fnatic lost to themselves versus Misfits. They played a Caitlyn Morgana yes. comp and walked into the jungle against a CC heavy comp of Misfits and then threw the game. Like that, they could have easily snowballed that. Um, I will say, I think the, the win that they had against G2 was like a little more legit. Um, and if you're looking at Excel, sure, they lost to Astralis, but that could have gone either way in the same way that Misfits could have easily lost to Fnatic. Um, and then also, I guess, on the Excel side, like SK was, I think, they had a good read on the meta at the current time. They were the ones who were playing, you know, Gillies was playing the two games of Poppy. Uh, SK had a strong week, but I think the other teams are going to catch up in terms of the overall meta. So I'm not, I'm not so out on Excel yet. Um, now, it could be, as you say, that these teams are moving in op opposite directions in terms of momentum. So maybe we I don't, don't think so. I think this think is so? just, <laughs> I think this is, I think that's what it looks like, but I actually think this is the moment where they revert and go back to the other way. I think Excel remains a top team and Misfits probably like, I mean, where they are in the, in the standings now of like mid-tip, that's where they'll be. 
<laughs> not, the problem they have with their teammate is like uh, from all the shows i've discussed with experts a lot of us are on the same page it feels like basically that what misfits did was since their team was doing so badly at the beginning of this split they've just essentially done what 100 thieves did in na monty they just went like what's the basic blueprint yep. of whatever got us wins like let's put vethio on like fucking i don't know like leblanc or corky let's put me on on to some sort of adc that can carry a fight instead of fucking util so when you do that yeah it's pretty that's it's pretty simple and i'll throw in as well the irrelevant guy the top lane who's the new player actually he's done all right he seems yeah. like he did a half decent job he's he sort of shored up some of the flaws of hirik inting the game away you know <laughs> well it's also that he has to play basically like cc tanks like you know they, they've been playing easy to execute compositions as well such as a mumu nar wukong where you just have tons of aoe cc and so if they make a mistake you can punish them a lot easier so credit for misfits for simplifying things for themselves oh, yeah. uh, they've also gone back to what worked in terms of like having vto on a collie one of his best champions um and that's we've seen that come into the meta more and more over the last couple of weeks so certainly i think this misfits could absolutely win this game but i think we'll see a re vitality return to form uh this week with another or an xl sorry XL, XL, yeah, yeah xl return to form this week um i also think xl has the way better jungler like i still don't think slats has that good mate he's just no. he had like one half decent game and one like we say but he really he just watched the throw like the rest of us what are we all talking about in that one like i think he even said on the mic check when they won the game monty like i made loads of mechanical mistakes to his own team or something bad like i think he even sort of like did the mea culpa in the win yeah all right we'll put 1500 djt onto excel here gets a really nice yeah. return at 1.8 lords uh, are mega where in mind we think they're one of the best teams in the league yeah, yeah. you got to go for those when you get them and it seems like even the, you know most experts even the players like kaiser said on si like he considers the best teams right now to be like mad lions rogue and excel that seems relatively reasonable uh considering that you know fanatic and g2 have been shaky and the rest of the teams are not i would say truly in contention uh for the top of the league and speaking of mad lions and kaiser we also have 1.717 to 2.093 for Vitality. So another pretty close match, which I find to be really confusing because, yeah, Vitality beat Fnatic, but that was in one of their very rare games where they had a strong early game. And when yeah. Vitality has a strong early game, when we've seen the stars align this year, they can stomp games, absolutely 100%. The problem is there has been no consistency to that, and it seems random. And also, it seems... You're playing Mad Lions. Exactly. got the best early game, yeah. so it's not going to happen, is it? Like, yeah. they, just, they and, start the game bad. And also, Mad Lions last week, like, okay... So you look at you look at some of their games and you might think, OK, like they did first off, they completely stomped BDS, which you would expect. And then the Astralis game, they almost threw that by tower diving under the tier two and top lane when they had an enormous advantage. Mad Lions early game has been absolutely fantastic. And if Vitality doesn't have a strong early game, they just don't win. And then it's not even random, Thor. It's, it's not like, like they're that strong in team fights anyway. So like, how did they win if you Vitality? Exactly. Yeah. They have like a 30% chance of having a strong early game or like a 40% chance. So it's like below 50%. And so I just don't see unless there's a possibility Mad Lions gets a lead and then throws it because that has been a thing that they do. Uh, they did that in week one versus Rogue. They almost did it against Astralis. So they need to calm down. But their early game has been like the best in the past few weeks. Um, so I would say I would take Mad Lions here, especially on these odds at 1.7. Like I, I also have no faith well. in Vitality. 
Whenever I watch him, that Haru guy does fuck all, mate. Like, yeah. the jungle's not even good. So, like, I, I think Vitality is just like a fucking corpse walking. I'm, like, as you say, it must just be because of last week that the odds are so high for Vitality. I'm amazed it's even that high. Or people are really, uh, you know, coming around on them again. So, when we find the Mad Lions Vitality match, Definitely right still here. a massive skeptic of that team. I'm not fucking bet on them. <laughs> yeah. We'll put another 1,500 here onto Mad Lions. I'm feeling good about this one. Really good returns on some of these matches this week, considering that we believe at least that some of these teams are going to be heavy favorites, heavy favorites. Uh, now that we've talked about LEC a little bit, let's return to LCK. KT paid off last week. We, we predicted them to beat the Guangdong Freaks. Um, they've all, they accomplished that goal, so we didn't actually eat the razor cake again. And you might be looking at this and thinking, well, KT at 1.455, not that good against Nongshim. KT did win their last matchup 2-1, to one, but Nongshim has been a complete brain wreck. Like, they've been swapping out players. They lost to Fredit Brion, who had previously not had a win. They lost 2-0. They are looking like they are on the exact wrong track into the dumpster right now and probably the worst team in the LCK as it stands currently. Um, so... I already, in fact, uh, on the Monty and Wolf show, if you guys watch that, and you can hear Wolf just like, sl if you want to hear Wolf just absolutely slam Nongshim, you can go back to this week's show. Uh, but I'm going to show you the, the wager we placed on this match already, uh, which is 2,000 onto, K onto KT. So we got it at 1.493. I also, because I am a sucker for punishment, uh, Yesterday, before the Hanwha Life match happened, which KT has already won, put a parlay that KT would win both of their games this week, which put us at 1.949 odds, which I felt were really good considering the independent odds were 1.3 and 1.4. So combined at 1.9, I put 1,500 down, so it'll be 3,000 return. Now, half of this has already come true. Half of it has already it come true. You can't place this bet. You can't go back in yeah, time. Yeah, you can't go back in time. With exactly. Yeah. But, but this is to say, guys, if you want to look at some of these parlays, you should absolutely look at them because yeah. some of the odds you get can be really quite good. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I would say in general, the most interesting parlays are actually counterintuitive because if you don't know, traditionally, at least in British betting culture, the way people do parlays, Monty, is they purposely pick ridiculous ones so that it makes the odds like, you know, like 100 to 1 and then the guy who's put like 100 quid can win like enormous amount. Of money. But like four things have to happen that are so implausible, you know. I actually find personally the most interesting ones are the opposite way around. It's like what you're talking about. What you do is if you take a matchup where there's a favorite for three matches or three separate favorites but the odds aren't that great it's like 1.2 1 because they're a true favorite like they really should like this like these are best of three land games in korea like nonchim almost certainly is going to lose this series so what you do is instead of betting each individually and getting 1.2 1.15 1 and 1.127 you do like three of them and dude you can get the odds to like three times and shit like that <laughs> like you, can, you get because obviously it goes without saying if one of them goes wrong you get nothing but the point is like if, if it's ones like that that's actually in my opinion, how you get the value out of those big favorites bets. You find a little bunch and just pull them together, which is why I've started even doing it myself for the parlays, yeah. Yeah, and KT also has been doing pretty well uh, recently. They've They're been pulling better off than upsets. you would have thought before we started these bets. I yeah, think they, they were like a slipper team. Yeah, they started coming into form, like now that they've had Vikla comfortably in the mid lane. Like, yes, they're kind of a, a one-trick team, which is like aiming has to go big. But the thing is, 
aiming has been going big. He's been going enormous. And the meta is perfectly suited for him to absolutely go huge. Uh, So I think that this is this. We're already halfway there, basically, uh, with the Hanwha life victory. So based on what I showed you guys, if KT beats Nongshim, we'll get the return on the solo bet on the Nongshim series, as well as the parlay bet. And that will be worth about what? like 3000 DJT combined um and so we put 1500 on the parlay and 2000 on that one match so it'll be a huge huge return based off of uh that one game because half of the parlay has already gone our way so maybe it's a razor cake again could go very badly <laughs> oh because there's live on team, even though obviously it could the, the thing is though i always feel more confident because at least these are b or threes like there's just way more likelihood i think that the winner wins this one yes. you know yeah that's because that's true. the other thing i even get trapped by that myself if you're a fan when i go on the esports bet because i'm so used to doing the b or ones for lcs and lec i'll always see one like i saw one today monty where it was like gen g versus live sandbox and then you look at the odds and you're like oh what the fuck live sandbox really good but then you remember yeah but it's the best of three like what's the odds they beat gen g in the best it's actually not that high like, Right. That's the problem. Like say, that's why the format does fuck with your brain. Whereas, as you see, far off the BO ones, we have to like, like there is a world where vitality wins one in there. It just I mean, could happen in the BO one. You know, I was, I was actually really frustrated last week because I think that if you play a best of three between FlyQuest and TSM, that FlyQuest like wins that, and like it would, I think, but it was yeah. just the best of one. They got blown, blown out. Uh, really crazy to watch that happen. I mean, great for up and coming NA talent potentially. If, if they are capable of repeating those feats as TSM. But I think that was more or less a one-off. And because of the best of one format, it, things can get a little bit. Uh, speaking of LCS, we will not be placing any wagers, at least at this time. Uh, we'll probably do a watch party for LCS this week, I think. Uh, so pay attention to our Twitter or be on the, the Inside on Esports Discord server for that. But uh, this is all to say that we may put a TSM bet on as part of the watch party but right now we're going to be focusing on some some other matches that have some some interesting odds by the way you know this is how you know that tsm's split has been so all over the place that like the information just comes out randomly days before you know we haven't even addressed on so many insight we'll do it on the next one maybe the fact that like the same pattern has played out again where what happens monty a player who is a starter ends up for whatever reason leaving income solo to replace them that he's always good every time he joins his fucking team which just makes me think again like this guy I, the second he leaves the server does just does just like is he like dr manhattan when he's walking through just like it's fucking toxicity just flying out of his body into people like what does this guy do when he's not in the fucking server like to, every time he gets called up he's good mate it's mental in it so how's he not good career to be fair he did actually get bodied in their academy match so he was on tsm academy and he got shit on okay uh, so maybe he's not good this time but i i Could think be. look here, when people it's always seem competent every time I've seen him in LCS, mate. When people discuss this, what I will remind you of is that Hooney was in Academy uh, a couple years ago. Oh, he was, he was and fucking he trolling, was terrible in he Academy, guys. Me. But he yeah. still, he was still an LCS caliber player. Yep. He was trolling, but he was like literally inting, like walking yeah, under sure. turrets where Fudge was and just inting. So I, I don't know if that he was off form or not motivated. So I would assume Solo probably is a little more motivated. One would think if he wants to get back into the LCS, he did not have a good performance in Academy. But at the same time, there's he's I think he's probably still capable of being on an LCS roster. I agree, though. It is weird that he must like is he, is he just actually 
filled with radiation. Like, do you have to wear a lead suit around him or something like that? Because it doesn't make sense why he's been benched by so many like teams. you have to limit your exposure to him you only I, I mean, bring look, him in like exactly the moment you need <laughs> like, like break glass yes yeah, come emergency. on come on guys there's <laughs> no universe in which solo is worse than philip on FlyQuest. like come of on course. come on <laughs> um okay switching gears let's talk about team liquid because team liquid i think you can get actually very good value uh, out of in the coming weeks, because they're always going to be favorites, like probably by a pretty significant margin based they're on the names on their roster. They're gonna blame I think they're going to sure. lose a lot. Yep. Um, the meta- Dude, it's, time, it's time we call this Team Liquid for real. Dude, they should actually get the kind of critique. I know relative to their league, they're like, they should have the kind of critique Vitality has, mate. This super team has failed. Yep. It just has. Like, you just look. Like it, The reason I give the Vitality example is because, like, you don't even have hope Vitality gets it together now. Like, you've just seen them play enough games that it's not going to happen. Like, that's the same thing. When I watch their team now, dude, they're one of those teams where, like, those players all play worse together. It's bad. It's fucking bad. And not only that, but the meta is really working against Team Liquid. Uh, you saw the really horrendous performance that Hansama had this past week. Um, that That is deeply troubling in a time where more and more teams are going to be moving into this uh, AD carry meta that we talked about with Ziri, Aphelios, these kind of picks that are going to lead to late game hyperscaling and CLG is a team that can ab- was getting carried by Luger last split in a meta where that wasn't necessarily as true as it is right now. Um, so Luger, I would say probably has a pretty significant advantage. And if we just look at these odds, it's 1.4 for TL and 2.8 for CLG. Like TL is a pretty significant favorite here. But CLG is a team that should be able to do fine. Like, Dokla's actually been pretty good uh, since he's joined the team. Like, Contracts has been shaky, but Palafox can simply play passive scaling mid laners or roaming mid laners, and they can really rely on Luger in that bot lane. Meanwhile, if you pick Team Liquid, the last guy on this roster you want to rely on right now is Hansama. The last guy. Now, they also, their draft hasn't been very good for Team Liquid, this past week, like Bjergsen got baited into picking the Zillion when they didn't have like a late game hyper carry threat. They were playing the Lucian and the Nami. And then on top of that, Hansama was like flashing into melee range and playing the Lucian badly. So they, they've Dang been getting for no reason. Yeah. They've been getting like kind of bodied in draft as well. So I think if CLG picks scaling here, uh, you know, we've we've seen that team, team Liquid can't play early game very well. And even if they switch to like the late game hyper carry, is Hansama the guy you really want to rely on right now? The answer is no. So even if someone thinks TL's a favorite, I still think the odds are so good for yes. CLG. It's worth a flyer at a minimum. <laughs> and I, I agree with you. I can find a world where CLG just wins outright. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do, guys. Uh, because the odds are 2.8, I'm going to put a little bit less on this one, and it'll be 750, but the payout will be over 2,000 DJT if we do it. So we're taking less risk this time around, but I think there's a lot of reasons. I think in the next few weeks, if these kind of odds continue for Team Liquid, um, if that, you're going to make more money than you lose as long as you yeah. put like smaller amounts Um they're definitely going to trip matches. over and lose a bunch of these games. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, as you say, even from draft right now, they could just lose the game before it begins. Yeah. 
And then, in fact, there's the part to think about. Draft stodgy, and then when they get into the server, well, actually, they don't have the player strength, despite what you see on paper, to make it work. They, they can't overpower the draft at the moment, mate. Well, well they can't even execute their draft plan plans properly like okay so you draft lucian nami as your main damage source you don't itemize the zillion to with ludens which is what showmaker did into the lissandra to provide additional damage so you play everfrost so you have no damage and then not only that but you have no early game plan to get your lucian nami ahead and indeed inspired ganked their bot lane and killed them and then like the game's over at that point in time unless eg makes a titanic error and everybody's like talking about how good danny was but there was no threat on danny that whole game he got a free ticket to scale into the late game and he had a yumi on him like it was free it was so free for danny uh and that's how I mean, eg has the right idea i think about how to play this meta and going back to that we're gonna talk about eg eg at 1.689 against 2.136 for 100 thieves EG, a favorite, but not by a significant margin. And I think there's good returns on EG here. EG has had very good drafts. I was talking to Empire and Rigby, two of their coaches who work on the draft on Twitter. You can just see this on, on our tweets, where I was talking about how they baited them into the Zillion pick. They basically confirmed that. They said Rigby predicted correctly four of the five champions that Liquid was going to play. Their drafts have been solid. They're, they're the exact right team. You, you want to be in this battle right now. Stylistically, yes. Impact's the reliable tank top laner, like old reliable impact up there. Inspired has good pathing and a good idea how about how to play out the early game scenarios, depending on what his team needs. Danny has been hyper carrying since the start of this year. They were they were investing all these resources into Danny, as we discussed with Peter Dunn on Summoning Insight from the very start of this year. And Jojo Pion was playing a low economy mid lane style. He can play more passively and he's not the, the team doesn't need to rely on him to play some really fancy carry because they can have Danny do that. Danny and Vulcan have been very good together. This team has all the pieces of succeeding in this meta. Meanwhile, you look at 100 Thieves They've continued to struggle. <laughs> now, people look and say, oh, they're six and three, but they lost a fly quest last week. Um, they haven't looked stable when it comes to competing with the top teams. And really, I just think EG is head and shoulders arrest above the rest of the teams in this league. Right? I think they're just a cut above straight up. So as you say, they come in with a, a strategy that is tailored to the opponent. So if you look at 100 Thieves, it's not like I think this is exactly the opponent where 100 Thieves can't just do the band aid. They can't just go like pick on top and then Oriana mid and then fucking an ADC. Yeah. Like, the joke is EG's waiting for that portion of the game. That's what they yeah. were planning for the whole time. Like, yeah, Danny's going to be even stronger than you at that point of the game. Like, you're not going to beat them like with a fucking paint by numbers draft. Like, that works yes. for 100 Thieves <laughs> against other teams. This is exactly the team it shouldn't work against. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, if you think that EG is a heavy favorite here, which I do, Good value on almost 1.7 yeah, yeah. odds. So we'll go ahead and put 2K down onto EG. That feels pretty good. Um, I still get the vibe, dude. This is how you know, despite what Pete... What I actually like about betting is because you actually have to put the money where your fucking mouth is and show that you believe it. You just find out how many narratives don't really exist. Like, I'll give you an example. Everyone, when EG wins the games, talks up Jojo and Danny as the star player, blah, blah, blah. Here's how you know they're not, Monty, because they're never an enormous favorite here. Like, when <laughs> to EG's never, like, a 1.2 favorite, are they? Like, that means on some level people don't totally believe, like, the raw firepower. Like, they think that, like, you can still lose. Because I agree. If you just look at the team, like with the high test looks really solid like they actually they're one of the most coherent teams in the entire west yeah. i think just the west in general mate 
Yeah, I think I think that they what's great about EG is that they know what their strengths are and they know what their their flaws are. And in a given meta, they will find ways around that and clever ways because of their excellent coaching and their excellent drafting to create win conditions that work for them. Right. And now their flaws are exploitable, as we've seen at the international level, but they're really not exploitable in N.A. because they have too many tricks and too many ways to, to hide them. Um, for domestic competition. And so I, I think like EG, if you can continue to get these kind of odds is going to be a great pickup uh, for the most part. And especially at almost 1.7, I think that that is going to, I think that's going to definitely do well. Uh, so put, put a lot of- The one I'm waiting for, the one I'm just, if we tie the narratives together, <laughs> I'm waiting for EG to play TL again. And then let's put that money on that delicious EG. Won't be the craziest. TL will probably be like slight underdog, medium odds. That's the match we're waiting for, mate. Desperately yeah. we're waiting for that. Yeah, probably, probably should have predicted that one. But I, I'm, I, I had hoped that TL would bounce back, but I'm just totally out on TL. I'm totally out on TL in this meta. Uh, I think those- any odds you get on Team Liquid right now, probably going to be In three weeks. Apparently, your basically friend. on the on the seventh of August, we get the TL vs EG. So we'll see if if things maintain by then, we'll revisit that one. All Don't right, worry, all right. I'm so out on TL. We're gonna we're gonna do something stupid. Okay, Thorin, you ready? We're gonna do a parlay. No, we're gonna do we're gonna take a look at the uh, the TSM Immortals match because Immortals is at four point seven. This is like the see the logic win when, when uh, Foxdrop and I were joking this last week was that SK versus G two. The thing about G two is they can lose to absolutely anybody for no reason, sure. right? So if you see five point five odds, I think I put. I put 200 DJT on SK and got like a thousand back. You were about to talk yourself into betting on Immortals to beat TL. Yeah. Come on. Because the odds are ridiculous. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to do it because I'm not going to put a lot of DJT on there. Of course. Yes. It's 4.7. But here's the thing. Here is the thing about Immortals, Thorin. Immortals should have won the game against CLG last week and they beat Cloud9. And this is a team that actually did seem to use the week off to get significantly better. And yeah, sure, they're not going to be the best team in this meta because they're relying on Lost, and Lost is not obviously the greatest AD carry in the yeah, league. But if you think about the Immortals' core problems, which was that Kenby was basically feeding early, um, they never really had a chance to gel because Power of Evil showed up like two days before the split started, and they were always worse than they should have been with the names on this roster. And they came out with a pretty commanding win against Cloud9, it must be said. And they had a big advantage against CLG, actually, too. So I believe that this team finally has had a, that used that off week effectively to gel. And so given that I think Team Liquid sucks right now and that Immortals looked a lot better this last week, I don't think it's likely that they win this match. But no, you know we're doing what? a flyer. So <laughs> you know what? It's like 200 or something. What are we doing? Yeah, 250. We'll put 250. Okay, we'll put 250 on. So the returns are over 1,000. So just 250 on IMT. But this is like one of those things that I think exists in the realm of possibility. And if we consider that even if it's a 30%, 25% chance that Immortals win this game. But I, like I said, coming off against Cloud9 and they should have had a 2-0 week. Uh, I think this is... This is probably, this feels good. Um, this feels good. Um, so yeah. Uh, Immortals on the rise. Probably some some other 
possible matches. That one's the Hail Mary, let's be real. We're not we're not claiming that one's gonna happen. That is just essentially <laughs> I want to say it's more of a vote of no confidence in TL, if anything. <laughs> well, I think it's a vote of confidence in Wordles. Like they finally are looking like maybe they're the team that's playing at the level that's appropriate to the the history of their names within the scene. Uh so I like it. Um we'll do some more as we do an LCS watch party this weekend, be sure to stay tuned to the Twitch channel, Insight on Esports. Go ahead and give them a follow if you want to do a watch party alongside us. We'll announce some guests for that on Twitter. Uh, and we'll continue to release shows. So be sure to subscribe to the channel. We'll see you later.